You know, I'm really believing that this morning. That God is the God of the turnaround. And he wants to turn around your situations, your difficulty, your hardship, your whatever is going on. God wants to bring breakthrough. He wants to break those strongholds. And he wants to bring healing to your life today. You know, I'm carrying on our series on Awake this morning. And I think we've got one more week of it next week before we go to Christmas. Um, so just brace yourself. That is coming. Um, you know, and I just wanted to read to you what the definition of being awake is. Sounds a bit obvious, doesn't it, really? Uh, the definition of being awake is not being asleep. It's <laughs> what the dictionary says. But it also says some other things which I was really interested in. So some of the other definitions, you know, when you scroll down, it says more information, and you click on that, and it goes... Whoosh. These were a couple of the other things that it said for a dictionary definition of being awake. To become aware of... Or to become active again. And that's what I want to talk to you this morning. I believe that God wants to awaken us so that we become aware of things, either in our lives or about who he is, but also so we become active again. You know, and sometimes when we are asleep, it's not a physical sleep. Sometimes it can be an emotional sleep or a spiritual sleep. And we don't really connect with or get involved with the things of God because actually we're just having a little nap here. And this morning I want to talk to you about, you know, being awake can be a good thing or a bad thing. Because if we didn't sleep, it would not be good for us. Apparently we spend a third of our lives either asleep or this might be me, or trying to sleep. A third of your life sleeping or trying to sleep. That equates to, for the average person, 26 years of your life you will spend asleep. Some of you have not lived that long yet, have you? 26 years of your life you are going to spend asleep or trying to sleep. For those of you who like your bed, that is good news this morning. You know, but I believe that there's a slumber that can fall on our lives. And it's not a physical slumber. It's not a physical going to sleep. But there's a slumber that can fall on our lives that can hold us captive and depower us in what God is calling us to do. And I believe that this morning there's a call that's coming out, a wake-up call, that it's not enough for you to just to go, oh, I'm awake now. But God wants you to actively get up and start moving again. And that's what I believe I need to say to you this morning. So I'm going to read to you from Isaiah 52. But just before I do, I want to give you a little bit of context. Isaiah wrote this to the Israelites while they were in captivity in Babylon. So they'd been taken captive, taken from Jerusalem where they lived, plonked in Babylon, and they were either slaves or being forced to live there and adapt to how they lived. And Isaiah wrote this to them while they were there, while they were in Babylon. And it says this, Isaiah 52, verses 1 to 2. Awake, awake, Zion. Clothe yourself in strength. Put on your garments of splendor, Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. Shake off your dust. Rise up. Sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains of your neck. Daughter Zion, now a captive. And you know, sometimes I think we can feel like that. We can feel like there are things in this world that hold us down and keep us in a certain position. 
where we can't shake ourselves free, where we can't seem to wake up from the apathy of something or the, the hurt of something holds us and keeps us in place. But I believe that as Isaiah wrote this as a prophetic word, as a word of this is something that's going to come about, as he wrote this, that it wasn't just for Israel at that time, but it reverberates through the generations to us today. And I believe that that word that he spoke out to the Israelites while they were in captivity, while they were chained, is also a word that he wants to speak to me and you today. And I believe that he wants us to wake up and be set free. So that's the journey we're going to go on this morning. And you know, as you read down in chapter 52 and you sort of keep going, it then begins to talk about Jesus. And Isaiah's talking about Jesus. This is hundreds of years before Jesus, but Jesus who was to come, the one who was going to set everybody free, the Messiah. And, you know, I think it's so pivotal that he talks about Jesus, the one who comes to redeem us and restore us and set us free. Isaiah then goes on to talk about him. And the most amazing thing about Jesus is Jesus was killed as an outcast. He was hung on a cross, naked as a jaybird, the most embarrassing and shameful death and painful death you could ever have. He died as an outcast, but he was raised to life through God, to the highest glory. And that's what Isaiah is talking about. You may be an outcast, you may be in captivity, but there is a higher glory, there is something else, there is life for you today. And it's amazing that in, with those same verses in Isaiah 52, that he then goes on to talk about Jesus, the one who brings this amazing thing, not only for us as a will, but for us individually, that he wants to set us free. You are summoned to the highest glory. You are summoned to live free from the things that have bound you. You no longer have to be a slave. Awake, awake this morning. To the captives this morning, there is hope for freedom. There's hope. There's joy. Where you feel like, oh, there is joy this morning. But I believe you need to be ready to move. You need to be ready to bring change to your life. And as you do that, then God will take you to a higher glory and fill you and equip you and set you free. So let's break down. I'm going to just... Basically, I'm going to sit in these two verses this morning. So let's break it down, shall we? So the first thing I want to say to you is, awake. There's a wake-up call this morning. And it's important because he says it twice. Whenever things are repeated in the Bible, we know that someone's trying to say something to us and we need to listen. So awake, awake. You know, when I was growing up, my dad would often have a little snooze on a Sunday afternoon. Paul, you were talking about that the other week, weren't you? He would often have a snooze. Anyone else like to have a snooze on a Sunday afternoon? Best thing in the world, isn't it? Feel rotten after, but it's worth it. And he would often, he would sit in the same chair and he would nod off. And either my mum would be like, Jeff, wake up! Or we'd be like, oh, dad's got to sleep. And he, this, his response would always be the same. I'm not asleep, I'm just resting my eyes. Anyone else? I'm not asleep, I'm just resting my eyes. Do you know what? I'm sure he wasn't because he was snoring. But he wasn't asleep. He was resting his eyes. And so often as individuals, we can be like, I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. I'm awake. I'm involved. I'm listening to God. I'm here for God. I'm coming to church. I'm doing stuff. I'm not awake. I'm not awake. <laughs> Let's be honest this morning. 
Because how often are we actually asleep and slumbering from the things of God and the thing that God's calling us to? The whisper that comes in the spirit that says, change this thing in your life. Do this thing for me. Believe this. Pray for that person. Speak to your neighbor. Go and tell your family member about me. How often do we sleep to it, but then tell everyone else, I'm not awake, I'm just closing my eyes. This morning, I want to challenge you. Be honest with yourself and God where you are at. Because I believe as we do, then at that point, we can actually hear the call and we can wake up. And for you, you might be sitting here or listening online and you've, you've never said, Jesus, I want to follow you. You've never made that commitment. This morning, there's a call that's coming out and saying, wake up, believe in me today. Take that step and say, I recognize you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Or it may be that we need to change things in our lives. We need to step out in faith with things. Whatever that is, there is a wake-up call coming this morning. I want to challenge you to not say, I'm not asleep, I'm just closing my eyes. But to actually say, God, I am where I am. But I want to hear you today. I want to change my position. The next thing that happens in verse 1. Awake, awake, Zion. Zion is called by name. God is calling you by name this morning. And I can't say every single name in here or every single name that is listening online, but God is calling you by name this morning. So if you doubt that this is for you, God is calling you by name today and he wants you to awake. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I wake up, I'm like... Especially if you've had one of them weird dreams that you're not sure if the dream's true or not. And sometimes you wake up and go, phew, that wasn't true. Sometimes you wake up and go, oh, I wish that would have been true. Whatever it is, but sometimes you wake up and you're not quite sure where you are, what day it is, and sometimes who you are. Anyone ever had one of them? Really deep sleep and you're just not quite sure what's going on. This morning, if your life has put you in a place where you don't really know who you are, you don't know that you're loved and accepted, you don't know that you're called of God, then God wants to wake you up and assure you that you are my child, you are loved and there is a plan and a future for your life. He wants to let you know where you are and who you are this morning as you wake up to the call of him, calling your name and calling you out today God wants to define your waking reality with his kingdom faith not with what you've been sleeping in not with what you've been dreaming about but he wants your reality to be defined by his faith in his kingdom today Jesus wants to be our wake-up call the light that shines in our darkness in our fears in our anxiety in our depression he wants to be that hope for a new day Jesus, name above all names, is our alarm call this morning. That alarm call, waking you from your captivity, waking you from the slumber that has held you, whether it's fear or lust or failure or relationships or choices or rejection or envy, misery, sin, strongholds, indifference, thoughts, whatever it is that has held you captive and is holding you captive, Jesus wants to be your alarm call this morning and set you free from it. You know, waking up sometimes isn't very nice, is it? Waking up to the sound of the dog or the cat being sick, not the best. 
Waking up to the alarm clock, depending on what noise you've got, it can make you jump out of your skin. It's not always a pleasant thing waking up. My personal absolute worst was when I used to, the girls were a lot younger, and they would come in in the middle of the night and they would just stand there. They wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't touch me. I would be sound asleep. And all of a sudden, it would be like, That is the absolute worst for me. Because not only do they make me jump, but it's like, why are you not speaking? What is the matter with you? Sometimes waking up isn't pleasant. Sometimes waking up isn't easy. Sometimes we get a rude awakening, a wake-up call. It's a phrase that we use in life, isn't it? When something happens and we're like, oh, this is the reality of my life. But God wants to wake you up, allow you to see the reality of where you're at. But in the process of that, I believe that he wants to bring peace and hope to you. So that as you wake, that he can say to you, yes, this may be your reality. This may be your captivity, but I am here and there is hope. So as you wake this morning to the sound of him, know that there is a new day for you and a new dawn coming. You know, and sleeping sometimes can be a bit of an escapism. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just think, I just want to go sleep and forget about that. If there's something going on and it's troubling me or I'm upset about it or it's just been one of them days or I don't want to deal with something, then sometimes I just think, oh, just go to bed tonight and just forget about it till the morning. Which is fine in some senses, but we can't use sleeping as an escapism. Brushing things under the carpet... We need to wake up and allow God to say, I'm here with you in this reality. I want to show you that even though it's difficult, even though it's hard, there is something else that you can do to help you conquer this and move through. And I believe it shows us this as we move on in verse 1, because it talks about your attire. So Jesus wants to wake you up from where you're at so you see the reality, but then he wants to talk to you about your attire. As you wake up, do you wake up with dread? Do you wake up with fear for the day ahead? Do you wake up thinking, oh, I can't be bothered today. I just want to pull the covers over my head and go back to sleep. What are you waking up with? Jesus wants you to wake up and attire you in a certain way. He wants you to put things on in a certain way. What are you putting on this morning? Are you putting on faith and hope and love? Or do you put on apathy, unforgiveness? Woe is me. Oh, I'm just sad today. The past, wrong thinking, fear, whatever it is, what are you putting on as you wake up? Because that will determine what you do and how you live your day. That will determine whether you actually get out of bed, let's be honest. And sometimes it's a mental and emotional shift. We need to change our thinking. We need to change what we put on and what we take in. The first thing it tells us is clothe yourself in strength. Clothe yourself in strength. You know, we may be weak. We may be weak in our own ability. We may have our difficulties and our hardships. But I want to say to you this morning, don't succumb to it and sink. There's strength for you in Jesus. There is strength for you for the battles ahead. There is strength for you to overcome. There is strength for you to break free. And there is strength for you for your healing this morning. And you know, the best thing about churches is that we can encourage one another and be a strength to one another. 
And I know the greatest strength for me at times, as much as it's come from God, but it's come from someone standing by me and saying, I'm with you, I'm here with you, and see this is difficult for you, but you're not on your own. I will be your strength, I will be praying for you, I will be holding on to you, I will be with you. And that is what church is about. It's about supporting and loving and being a strength to one another. And that's why it's so important to come. But it's also why it's so important to share. To share what you're going through and to ask for help. We're not always mind readers. We don't always know. So it's important. Get in a small group. Serve on a ministry. Because from those places, people can get around you and support you and build that strength around you. You know, it talks in Ephesians 6 about the full armour of God. And I believe that that is our strength. When you wake up in the morning, when you think, think, I've got to face this today, I've got to overcome this today, I believe that this is one of the keys to clothing yourself in strength. And I'm going to read from Ephesians 6, 10 to 11, and I'm going to skip down to 14 to 18. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God. And then jumping down to verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Truth brings strength. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. It's good to be standing right with God. It's so important. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all these things, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. At the end of the day, the enemy wants to come and weaken you and take you out. If you can stay in bed spiritually, he's happy and he's winning. So God wants to enable you to be strengthened and to keep away those things that he wants to throw at you. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Not asleep. Be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. See, it says it there. Pray for one another. That's how we find our strength. By standing together, by supporting one another, and by praying for one another. Clothe yourself in strength. Strength from God, but strength from each other too. And I believe that as you do that, it changes your mindset and it helps you to move on and wake up from where you've been at. The next thing it says in verse one, to clothe yourself in, it says, put on your garments of splendor, Jerusalem. You know, these garments that it's talking about, these would have been garments that at the time they would have traditionally not worn in a time of mourning or if you were a widow. These aren't those sort of garments. These are garments that would only have been worn during celebrations and festivals. These specific and special garments that they would have worn at the time. You know, bear with me because I'm just going to go down a little rabbit warren here. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8. Jack's going to put it on the screen for me. talks about there being a time for everything. There's a time to mourn, there's a time to rejoice, there's a time to weep, there's a time to laugh. All of these things. Put the next slide on as well, Jack, so they can look at it. So I'm not going to read through. But it talks about there are time for all these things. And it's true and it's important because you need to acknowledge and work through your feelings and your emotions. So hear me right when I say this next thing I'm going to say to you. Because that's really important. But this is what I want to say to you this morning. I believe that what God is talking about here is different. What God is talking about here 
He's talking to Zion, who is in captivity. It actually says at the end of verse 2, now a captive. So this morning, if you're sitting here and thinking, I am a captive. If you've awoken, you're being honest with yourself and you're saying, I am a captive. There are things in my life that I can definitely say this morning, I am a captive to those things and I am working through them. Yeah? And that's okay. But God is talking to Jerusalem, who now is a captive. So in this place, that is not a place of celebration or festivals, yes, that's where Zion is. In that place, God is telling Zion to put on the garments of splendor. It doesn't add up. So it's telling us something different. What it's telling us that in this difficulty you are facing, in your hardship, in your troubles, put on your garments of splendor and celebrate him anyway because he is good. Give him the praise anyway because he is good. Well, I'm not seeing my healing. Well, I'm going to praise him anyway because he is good and he is faithful. I'm not seeing breakthrough in this area. Well, I'm going to praise him anyway because he's good. I'm not seeing my family members getting saved. Well, I'm going to praise him anyway and thank God for their salvation. I'm not seeing these breakthroughs. Where are they? So actually, I'm just going to sit in the dust and feel sorry for myself. Oh, that one's as low as I thought. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to put on my morning clothes. I'm going to put on my hoodie. I'm going to get my big thick socks on. I might even put a hat on in the house. And I'm going to watch like a Christmas movie. I'm going to eat some cookies and some ice cream. I'm going to go and steal some of the girls' chocolates that they had for the birthday and hope they don't notice. No, God is saying, take off your oddy, take off your hat, put the cookies back in the cupboard. And God is saying, give me some praise because I am good in and through the mess, in and through the hardship, and I deserve your praise. So this morning, wake up from your slumber, wake up from your difficulties, and praise him because he is good. And everything within you may be breaking. Everything within you may be crying this morning. Everything within you may be desperate. God, deliver me. And God is saying, put on your garments of splendor and praise me through it. And it's the strength that helps us to do this. And the strength of those around us that helps us through and I really believe at the end of verse 1, this is a breakthrough moment in this scripture. We've talked about waking up, we've talked about this attire, but there is a breakthrough moment that is coming. Because it then says at the end of verse 1, the uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. And you may think, well, what's that going on about? It's basically going on about anything that should not be in your life, that is not good, that God does not look on as favourable, will not come and impact you again. Will not come and take control of your life again. If you choose to awake to something, and you choose to acknowledge, and you choose to recognise that God is my strength in this, God is the one that I'm going to praise in this, then at that point, those things no longer have a hold on you. That is a breakthrough point because those things cannot come into you again. There's breakthrough at this point. 
There's breakthrough. You awake. You recognize God. You put on his strength to help you. You put on his splendor to help you. And suddenly you are, you've moved away from something that wants to defile you and take over your life. And it no longer has a hold on you. And it's then at this point, as we step into verse 2, they're all action points. God's talked about waking up. God's talked about putting on some nice things. But you haven't actually put them on. He's just telling you what to put on. Put these things on. Anyone ever sit in bed and think, oh, what shall I put on today? It's that moment. But then suddenly there's a change and a shift because we go into verse 2. In verse 2, they're all verbs. It's telling you to do, 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 do. God is calling us to action at this point. And this, we said before that it was, it was a mental and emotional shift. At this point, God is calling you to a physical or a faith shift. He's call, calling you to something that's different. To either do something different or see something different, believe something different. So the first thing, the first action that he's calling us to, shake off your dust. What have you been sitting in? What have you been sitting in? What are you sitting in? And it gets everywhere. Dust gets everywhere. I know when we've had jobs done at home before, I know when Paul's knocked holes in walls when I'm like eight months pregnant. And dust just gets everywhere. You, and you clean it up and you think, oh, it's clean. And then you come back in, it's like, it's back. <laughs> you think you've cleaned, you think you've dealt with something, you think it's all better, and then all of a sudden it comes back again. And you've got to clean it again and deal with it again and face it again. Dust gets everywhere. It's like sand. You go on holiday, go to the beach, have a lovely time. Six months later, you open a pair of socks and you're full of sand. I know where it's come from. Shake off your dust. You know, this is not a one-time moment thing. Sometimes you've got to keep shaking it off. You've got to shake it off and shake it off and shake it off. And sometimes it's to do with our surroundings. If you put yourself in a situation where there is dust, you will get dust on you. So sometimes we need to move ourselves away from that and say, I'm not associating with that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to spend time with those people anymore. They're not good for me. Sometimes it's circumstances and there's nothing you can do about it. In those seasons, it's about keeping things clean. It's about keeping, moving those things away, shaking that dust off, those mindsets, those actions, whatever it is for you that you shake those things off. Shake it off. The second thing it tells us to do, the second action, is rise up. I believe that if you want to see change in your relationships, in your mental health, in your circumstances, whatever the area then you need to move and change the position or the activity that you're doing. I love this quote by Einstein. He says this. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. How often do we do it? We do the same thing over and over. I'll go to church. I'll do this. I'll do this. And we expect something to be different. No, you need to change something. Something needs to change. Whatever it is, whatever has got a grip on you, whatever has got a hold on you, there needs to be a change. It doesn't mean some of the things you're doing are wrong. They're good, they're helpful, but something needs to change. And you know, as we rise up, as we physically do something, as we physically change position from where we've been sitting, 
is we physically get up. We see things differently because we're no longer down there. But also, it's an amazing witness to those around us. You know, when we rise up out of the dust of our lives, then people begin to see us. People begin to see, oh, look at them. And it is amazing witness to the world that God is doing something in your life, bringing change, bringing healing, and bringing breakthrough. Don't despise just standing up. Because it is an amazing witness, and it is an amazing first step. You shake off that stuff you've been sitting in and stand up. Because from that place, you'll suddenly see God in a new way. And the amazing thing about it is this. When we rise up, we're no longer sitting in that dust. It no longer has a hold on us. It's no longer getting in all, all of our, everywhere that it gets. It's no longer there. And it's from that place, the next thing it says in verse 2 is, sit enthroned. If I'm still sitting on the dust, there's no way I can sit on the throne. So this morning, I want to say to you, where you've been sitting, God is calling you to rise up so you can sit enthroned in him. And you know, the best thing about sitting enthroned is that you're away from the dust and the mess. You're above those things to try, that want to pull you down and make you messy. But also, the throne is a position of authority. And God wants to give you authority over the things that have bound you and held you and help you to be set free. So when you rise up and you sit enthroned in him, that you sit knowing who you are in Jesus, that you sit knowing that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that you sit knowing that you have his authority to deal with these things, to break those strongholds, to see that healing, that it is from that place that you will see a victory. And the last action that it gives us this morning says, shake off your dust, rise up, sit enthroned. And the last one it says is free yourself from the chains of your neck. You know, for the Israelites, so many of the experiences that they had of God was him fighting for them. And God does do that. There is a balance to this. God will fight for you. God will do miracles behind your back sometimes. But this morning, what I want to talk to you about is that sometimes it's not about God moving on our behalf. But it's actually about God telling us, wake up, change where you're at and do something different. Act, be, be physical with what you do. Don't wait on me for it, but actually take those steps, move forward. You know, sometimes we're waiting on a miracle and we've already got it because it's within us, the power to break through and have the healing. So I want to encourage you this morning, be vigorous in your own freedom finding. Speak Jesus over your situations. Believe, adopt a position of faith for your circumstances. Pray, change your habits, whatever it needs to be. Actually physically make that change. Do something different, whether it's a mindset or whether it's actually something that you do. God is calling you to free yourself this morning. The chains that have held you, the things that have broken you, he wants you to be set free from them today. You know, I believe that there are times when victory comes through that movement. And it's the change in our attire for our thinking, the change in our actions that causes that freedom. 
in December 1944, at the Battle of the Bulge, American forces in Belgium were surrounded and they were awaiting other Americans, the Third Army, to liberate them. This Third Army were a hundred miles away and snow covered the roads, they were impassable. And General George Patterson said this to his troops, do whatever you have to, just keep going. They were outflanked by the Germans and the roads were impassable. But this third army chose not to give up. This third army chose to keep going, to see the victory and the breakthrough, to bring liberation and freedom to those other soldiers that were bound. And what ended up happening is they ended up going through roads that they said were impassable. They went through them and they got through to those other soldiers and they were able to set them free. This morning, what I want to say to you is, don't give up. Don't fall back to sleep. Do whatever you have to. Just keep going. This morning, God wants to encourage you. Keep going. Keep believing for that breakthrough. Keep believing for that freedom. Keep believing that you no longer have to sit in the dust and in the dirt. Keep believing that freedom is coming for you. Do whatever you have to. Lift your faith this morning. Never surrender to the captivity that's held you. And let God encourage you that there is hope and there is freedom. Just stand with me, please, this morning. This morning, I want to encourage us that Jesus is our wake-up call, that Jesus is our alarm clock. Let his name be that awakening in those dark places, over our friends and our family, where we can be a strength to the person who's standing next to us. Let his name be the name that breaks all chains. We're going to sing a song now called I Speak Jesus. And as we sing it, I want you to sing it as a response to what I've been saying. That this morning, Jesus is the answer to our fear and anxiety. Jesus is the answer for our healing. Jesus brings power. He breaks the strongholds. He shines through the shadows. He burns up the dross. For those family members you believe in for breakthrough for, Jesus is the one who brings that breakthrough. When you need that strength to get you out of bed in the morning, Jesus is the one who wakes you. So this morning, I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing. We're going to speak Jesus over our lives, over our circumstances and believe that Jesus is the one who's going to break these chains as we step and move to action this morning. Jesus, I thank you that at your name there is power. Jesus, I thank you that you bring healing for us. Jesus, I thank you that all fear and anxiety and depression is broken because of you. Jesus, I thank you that you set us free from our circumstances. Jesus, I thank you that there is victory in and through you. Jesus, we ask you this morning as we sing your name over our own lives, over our families, over our friends, over the person sitting next to us, that you would shine through the shadows, that you would break every stronghold. Jesus, this morning we choose to awake. 
Jesus, this morning we choose to clothe ourselves in strength, to clothe ourselves in splendour. Jesus, help us as we sing to shake off the dust, to rise up, to sit enthroned and to be free in and through you. Jesus, we believe that you are the name above all names, that you are the one who brings freedom. So come Holy Spirit now, flood this place. And as we sing your name, Jesus, we just pray that you would do a miracle as we step into action, that you would meet us in that place. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.